September 29th, 2017. A lot of good stuff going on today. Uh, we're, we, uh, but before I get to that, uh, Tone, you want to say hi? Hey, everyone. Oh, it, was, uh, it was a good day yesterday, but we wish we were home in front of the computer. Yeah. But Jimmy and I were both in, the, in Manhattan uh, <laughs> out at an event. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have that as a story, but do you want to say anything about Consensus Invest? Um, I, I wasn't actually uh, at any of the presentations. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't even have a ticket. I just like went there because uh, I knew there was going to be a bunch of people there. Mm -hmm. So I was basically just hanging out and uh, by the bar and like by the cafeteria. And then I, I know you were in the media room. Mm -hmm. uh, so we kind of split our time between two different places. Uh, but uh, it was interesting. Like a lot of people knew who we were. A lot of people didn't. A lot of new people, big money slushing around. Yeah. It's just uh, – I. It just gets closer and closer to that, you know, the final days of the dot com. But, <laughs> but we can be saying this a year from now as well. Yeah, I, uh, there's definitely a lot of money. Let me just say that. Um, and I, I don't know where this goes. But uh, yeah, somebody told me, like, you can always tell at these Bitcoin conferences, like what's going on by like the number of ICOs that keep getting presented. Um, and it's a little bit less than maybe last one. So I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. It's it's yeah. Anyway. All right. So first story we got for you is uh, this fortune.com story that says nearly 4 million Bitcoins have been lost. Um, and this is based on sort of out of circulation, original coins, buying, selling, strategic investments, um, etc. cetera. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what do you think of this uh, chain analysis, uh, you know, report that four million have been lost? Do you think it's accurate? Uh, it sounds about right to me. Uh, what are we at now? About eighteen million? Uh, yeah, probably a little yeah. bit more than I thought. I mean, uh -huh. actually, a lot more than I thought. I, I was thinking maybe ten percent, mm -hmm. uh, maybe as much as fifteen mm -hmm. uh, have been lost forever. Mm -hmm. uh, the other question is like, how are they ranking Satoshi's coins? Right? Are those uh, in a separate column because we don't know if those are lost. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, but that's definitely that would be the main way. I, I haven't read through the entire article. I have right. to confess, so, but yeah. So if they're factored in Satoshi's coins as being lost, then uh -huh. it makes a little bit more sense because he has between 500 and a million coins, right? So uh -huh. that's a significant percentage of what they found. Uh -huh. um, but other than that, yeah, it makes sense and. Uh -huh. uh, it's kind of unfortunate, and this was the big argument in that um, I believe Satoshi's vision was to have 21 million Bitcoins in circulation. Mm -hmm. So, like, what happens when half of them are lost forever? I'm like, I personally don't have any problem if in the future some mining algorithm slowly puts them back into circulation somehow. This really? is the way I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of want the, the deflation to be there. I mean, if, if it gets taken uh, out There's of plenty of deflation in there. Like, yeah. like right, right now, we have such monster inflation mm -hmm. in the form of Litecoin and Bcash <laughs> and anything else, right? Uh, we have such monster inflation right now that, I'd, that if we're going to have inflation anyway... I'd rather have it in the most secure currency there is. Uh, I don't. I, I. I. don't know about that. I, I. I. think deflation is fine. It's good for holders. It's good for the people that are using it as a store of value. But uh, I guess we'll see. All right. Obviously, uh, you know, price is uh, going crazy right now. We're at like ten thousand nine hundred. Here's like a small snippet of what happened yesterday. As like this giant wall. So you can kind of see right here, like. 
that that was the wall and then like over the over like five minutes or so uh here let me make sure that the settings are yeah it, it just kept going down and down um and you can you can kind of see uh you know this wall um just slowly like over over about five or six minutes uh it just you know there there were just an insane number of uh of transactions and and you broke ten thousand uh as a result of that it it's uh kind of crazy watching that video because like i i've never seen this many like transactions go through at the same time your your thoughts on how the wall came down uh exactly like i expected i was just hoping it would happen 24 hours later because my <laughs> video that explains what was gonna happen uh i'm not sure if it was or wasn't aired on cnbc africa with ran uh, -huh. uh this is exactly what i talked about yesterday i mean we're standing there in the middle of times square mm -hmm. and he's asking me about price and why we're not crossing ten thousand. and this is exactly what i explained to him on camera but it wasn't live uh in that you have a lot of people that are selling right below ten thousand. Now, here was the big deal, right? Like people have to realize that trading, mm. uh, yeah, I can talk about my price predictions, but the moment the camera stops rolling, me as a trader can change my mind, but you don't <laughs> know that I've changed my mind, right? Mm. So, which is why, I mean, I, I talk about price every chance I get, but I don't have like a live stream to my head mm. uh, telling everyone what I think about price at any given moment, nor do I look at price at any given moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. Uh, I, I I saw Tone sort of describing this to like multiple people yesterday. Uh, like with people we were talking to, he's like, "Yeah, and, if it breaks ten thousand, it's just gonna go go straight right. up." Right, because, to like because here's the, here's the mentality of a trader, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I have a couple of like a couple of rules that I always talk about in trading. One, I don't believe in double top. So if mm -hmm. we come back to the same high, mm -hmm. like when we came back to twelve hundred mm -hmm. after you know going down, like, like when gold comes back to nineteen hundred, it's going to three thousand, mm -hmm. right? Uh, again, I don't believe in double tops. That's one. The other one is if you hang around an all time high for a you know a couple of days, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of days to like uh, three or four days. That all-time high is going to be broken uh, in a serious way to a new all-time high. Mm. And the more time you spend trying to break it, the more violent the breakout. Because here's mm. what happens. If you don't have a top where you only have, let's say, a few hours to get the perfect exit, like what happened during the 2x cancellation, mm. um, what happens is all of the people that want to take profit uh, – they put in their orders, like what happened here. Like so many people wanted to take profit below ten, right below ten thousand. Mm -hmm. And when you finally get through that sell wall, there was no like all the selling has all the take profit guys have been exhausted. Mm -hmm. And once it breaks, the order book becomes so thin, mm -hmm. and and it's hitting. And when you break around number, it's hitting FOMO setting in because it's all over you know mainstream media on top of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And boom, everyone jumps in, order book is thin, everything flies to the upside. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how these things work, which is why it was so easy for me to explain it to Ren. And in the video, I even said, oh, man, I really hope this doesn't happen before the video airs. <laughs> and it happens like five, like four hours later. And yeah, it, it, it happened like literally like two yeah. hours later, <laughs> yeah. like going out to dinner, I'm like... I, I, I turned off my phone for dinner, but as soon as I'm out, I'm like, what? It's over 10,000? Yeah, yeah, and it was over 10,000 quick. Uh, yeah. Like, well, it went up to almost 1,100 now. So, so yeah. what I said in that video was once we break this wall, 
we're gonna go to eleven thousand to even to even twelve thousand in a blink of an eye. Now yeah. that's almost what I told them mm-hmm. uh, live. I wasn't live, unfortunately, but that's yeah. what I told them on camera. Yeah. So we'll I, see where that airs. Yeah, I mean, no, no time for Vegeta memes, man. Like it, it, it went from nine thousand to ten thousand real quick. And it's it looks like it's gonna go from ten thousand to eleven thousand even quicker. I mean, I'm so. I'm looking at twelve now. I mean, we're uh-huh. almost at eleven already, and it's uh-huh. not even it hasn't even been twelve hours yet. Yeah, oh, it's um, insane, insane. So I, I am looking at twelve, but remember now it's going up real fast. And uh, once all of this buying exhaust, the drop could also be fast. Yeah. So so the same thing. What I was saying about seventy five hundred versus five thousand, the same thing is gonna apply to twelve thousand and then ten. If we get to like 12, 13,000 real quick, you want to get as high as you can before the correction. Mm. Uh, the reason I was confident that 75, that 5,000 was going to hold after reaching 7,500 was because we reached 7,500. If we started to pull back from under 6,000, that's not far enough above 5,000. So at this point, you want to reach far enough above 10,000. So that 10,000 becomes strong support. Mm. If we reverse at 11, that's not enough. Mm. But if we reverse above, uh, preferably above 13, you want this to go as high as 13 because then on a 30% correction, mm-hmm. 10,000 is an awesome support level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, certainly something we'll, we'll need to be watching. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh... <laughs> the more I learn about trading, the more I'm like, wow, it, it really maps pretty well to human behavior. <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> like how, how I'll, people... I'll pull up my charts at the end. We'll, yeah. we'll give one more round on this. I'll make it shorter. All right, cool. All right, so let's take a look at the next story. Tether, why, why a Tether audit would ruin Bitcoin? This is uh, not by Bitfinex. It's by a guy named Brad Frankel. Um, and you know, uh, one of, one of the things that I've, I've noticed about everyone that's criticizing uh, the criticisms against uh, Tether, they're like, it's all just one guy, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not true. Cause you, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, not I anymore. Mean, because like it gives people the confidence. Like, like mm-hmm. look, you'd be surprised how many people out there know so much. Yeah. Like everyone keeps waiting for my crypto scam Ethereum part two mm-hmm. and the technicals of Ethereum being a major problem. And there's a couple of problems. One, it's coordination. I got to do some research. I got to shoot it. And I got to get a great guest. Mm-hmm. And I have like eight guests that can talk about the technicals of Ethereum and why it's a com- it's complete garbage. And none of them want to go on camera because they don't need the aggravation. But they're smart enough developers that know what a shit show Ethereum is. Mm-hmm. But, they don't, but you know, they're not interested. But trust me, when Ethereum is on the edge of you know, going down, all of these guys are going to come out because they're going to want to be on public record for the rest of history mm-hmm. saying that they got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see. But uh, yeah, he's... Uh... He's saying, you know, he argues, okay, Tether have had not, uh, they have not had a, an audit in three years, um, but they've been promising regular audits, um, you know, and he, he goes on and talked about how, you know, the thing that they did wasn't an audit. Um, and, you know, like, why, why would anyone that's uh, wanting to put money into Bitcoin or US dollars on these exchanges use Tether instead of these things? Um, yeah, and you know, goes on uh, with the story that I, I said yesterday uh, about how a lot of tethers might be coming, converting from other cryptos to USD uh, tether directly. Um, you know, this is the graph from Bitfinex, which has been criticized a lot already. Um, 
but yeah, there there's a lot a lot here. Um, your your thoughts on what's going on with Tether? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, look. The, I I know that Tether is gonna implode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know this. Uh, whether it happens sooner or later, that we don't know. Mm-hmm. The question becomes: Is it good or bad for Bitcoin? Uh, and I can argue both sides. Mm-hmm. I can argue how it's going to be catastrophic for the price of Bitcoin. And I can argue how it can double the price of Bitcoin in a week. <laughs> I, I can make both arguments. I, I can debate myself on this. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's like what I tell people in, in, in one of my seminars. If you're planning to insider trade because your friend told you that the CEO of a Fortune 500 company is about to be fired, is that good or bad for the stock? And the answer is you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right? you, you just don't know. It could mean a very good thing because the, the company needs new, need new leadership, right? right. Um, and same thing here. Like a lot of these, uh, like, like when a slight bear market comes, uh, everyone loves to exit uh, Bitcoin. Now, if Bitcoin was, let's say, back to 90% of market cap, I would say a tether blow up would be catastrophic for Bitcoin. But because Bitcoin is only 50% of total market cap, a tether blow up damages altcoins so much more than Bitcoin. And yeah. if there is no tether, anyone that's leaving a shitcoin, unless they're going into another shitcoin, they have to now go into Bitcoin. They can't go into Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, it, it, it's interesting that the top three holders of Tether are Bitrex and Poloniex. Um, that's uh, no, that, that's expected. I, yeah. I, I, I was guessing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that makes sense because they're the altcoin exchanges. Mm-hmm. And right, when people want to... And those exchanges have no, uh, no bank account for their customers. Mm. So if there is a... Uh, without Tether, it like Bitcoin doesn't panic as easily, right? Because mm. pe- right now people are will also sell their Bitcoin uh, for Tether on these exchanges. But if there's no Tether, then they're forced to just hold their Bitcoin, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so it it, it becomes kind of interesting. Like it's, mm. it's it's weird. It's a weird dynamic because. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a nonlinear system, right? Like, you know, you don't yeah. know what affects what and how and how people react. So it's it's kind of hard to say. So but yeah, so Bittrex is number one. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Uh, 288 million, right? So if, if there's 288 million uh, Tether, Tether, right? Mm-hmm. That's being held on Bittrex. Um, the question is, right? Uh, are the users holding that tether or is Bittrex holding the tether, right? Like that's the analysis that needs to be done. Like what, how much, what's the percentage of the tether mm-hmm. is held by users? I'm assuming it's all held by the users of those uh, companies. I don't think that uh, the company itself is holding the tether. So if there is a panic mm-hmm. out of tether, what happens? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming. I guess, all, I guess it goes to Bitcoin. I don't know. But, I'm assuming it all goes to Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. It, it is kind of a really interesting question. It, it, like I almost kind of want to see something happen. <laughs> 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 Just 
I can I can I can tell you what it's gonna happen at the most inconvenient possible time. You'll yeah. be like on a twelve hour flight to Asia, and it happens the moment you board the flight. <laughs> Dude, it, it's like already everything's happening whenever things are inconvenient for me. But that's <laughs> that's just I, I, either that or something is always happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've just like resigned myself to everything. Everything good or everything where I need to act happens whenever I'm in the air. Um, yeah. All right, next next story here. Uh, this is uh, something that I, I saw. Uh, Grin Mimblewimble for beginners. Some really interesting stuff. So uh, this 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 is um, you know just a summary of what Mimblewimble is going to be. Uh, three things. There are no addresses. There are no amounts. And uh, and you know you can you can have something called cut-throughs basically. But uh, you know, there are literally no addresses. Like, you can't reuse an address or anything. It's just everything is always just sort of sent to you. It's interactive. You, um, so if I want to send you money, Tone, uh, on Mimblewimble, what we have to do is I have to start the transaction, send it to you. You do something to the transaction, send it back to me, then I can send it out. Uh, which is very different than the Bitcoin model where, you know, if I were sending money to Tone, Tone would just give me an address and I would just send it and it, it would just be two steps. This is more like three steps. Um, uh, so that, but, uh, uh, that, yeah, can, can, that, can those first two steps be somewhat automated? I don't think so. No, because uh, the, uh, so, the, 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 the way that it, it, it the whole, way homomorphic encryption works and everything, um, you, you, you need to like basically after you do something, um, then then I I have the right like, just the way the game theory works, it's, it it won't work, uh, without automating it. Yeah, so so this is like you know sending a key inside a locked box inside a locked box, something like that. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Uh, but yeah, the nice thing is it's like really private, right? Like uh, there are no addresses, so there's very little chain analysis you can do. There's no amount, so there's very little chain analysis you can do, and uh, you know. Uh, once once we have something like Mimblewimble, and I think the ultimate uh, goal for these guys is to have it be a sidechain. Um, wow, fungibility, security. This is going to be pretty mm -hmm. amazing, um, and 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 we'll we'll be we'll be seeing it. Your thoughts, Tone, on Grin and Mimblewimble? I don't know. I, I just hope it's not too inconvenient because mm -hmm. look, most people like don't encrypt. Like, mm -hmm. mo no one uses PGP in their emails. I don't even do that, right? Like, I waited for something like Proton Mail. <laughs> Um, like I, I, I just file, like I, I, I just bought a VPN. Well, like again, like it's cause I've had a VPN before and it was just so annoying. Like, mm -hmm. like my computer would like, I have to constantly reset it every time my computer goes to sleep. Mm -hmm. Like I, and I couldn't undo those settings. Like, like a lot of this privacy stuff gets really, really annoying, but, but this double, uh, sending back and forth, like that's the analogy. I'm trying to remember it in full, right? Like, like how did they, um, send keys in in the medieval days right so you basically have a box uh, it's like a box with um uh, with two locks and uh -huh. then um you send it out like the other guy puts uh his lock on then you then it sends it back to you you take your lock off put something in then he gets uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the perfect analogy i always forget but it was a neat way of securing sending a message through lock through two lock bot through two locks on a box oh wow yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, so anyway, uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, fi final story of the day, uh, at least on my end, is uh, Bitcoin ABC uh, released their medium-term development plan. And this is 
more or less the you know because it's more or less centralized it's it's there it's the bitcoin cash um roadmap for the next 12 months it looks like a uh, couple things that stood out to me is uh they are planning two hard forks uh or uh, yeah one one on may 15 2018 and another on November 15th, 2018. So, Excellent. So, it, I mean, as if uh, Bitcoin ca Classic isn't enough, I think we're going to have two more hard forks that are coming. Whether or not they have value, that's that's going to be another whole thing. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to have two more hard forks of Bitcoin class Cash. Um, and uh, and we'll, we'll see where that goes. Well, they're, they're going to add stuff like increase the default block size limit towards, a, towards an adaptive block size limit. Good luck with that. Um, move towards canonical transaction order. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be topple. I guess you, you have to forcefully topologically sort it, but I'm not sure how you get to a canonical order that easily. Maybe you topologically sort it and then do the root transaction first or something like that. Um, reactivate some deactivated opcodes and move towards adding protocol extension points to facilitate future opcode upgrades. Okay, uh, let, let's see what happens. There's there, a lot of opcodes are disabled for a reason. Um, let's let's see which ones they enable. Um, yeah, but uh, your your thoughts on them hard forking every six months? It looks like and uh, and you know uh, this roadmap. I mean, this is the Monero model, and even Fluffy Pony said. I mean, they're probably not going to be able to do this for a long time. Can you go up? Let's see. I want to see the companies involved in this. Uh, uh, let's see. Bitcoin Unlimited. Bitcoin Unlimited, which Bitprim. is a competitor. Uh -huh. uh, Bitprim is a, uh, what Prim. is that? Bitprim. Never heard of it. Enchain, uh -huh. I know. Uh -huh. uh, Bitcross, never heard of. Electromax, never heard of. I, I've heard of Electromax. They uh, they uh, basically took Electrum and they made it like faster, but their default is Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> um. Uh, par what's Parity? That sounds familiar. Parity. Parity. Yeah, that, isn't, isn't that, that the Ethereum wallet? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I All think. right. That's excellent. And uh, Bitcoin XT. Like, I didn't even know Bitcoin Unlimited and Bitcoin XT were still alive. <laughs> well, you knew Bitcoin Unlimited was alive. You saw Peter Ryzen, right? Yeah, and talk about like Ryzen. gigabyte no. blocks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, uh, look, it, this is, anyway, this is just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, how come Bitmain's not there? Isn't Bitcoin ABC Bitmain's initiative? No, uh, so Bitcoin ABC was uh, funded by Via BTC, which is which has some which funding from Bitmain, but they Bitcoin. apparently they're very independent. Uh, according no, to no, 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 no. Bitcoin ABC was launched by Via BTC. Uh -huh. uh, Bitmain initially put the proposal for Bitcoin ABC. It's just that Bitmain had to walk away from this proposal when uh, when the miners caved mm -hmm. uh, to the two X agreement. And via BTC picked up Bitmain's proposal to hard fork anyway, but yeah, Bitcoin yeah. So that was that that, that was uh, part of that whole segue drama. Yeah, that's right. And they're not on the list. I mean, this is just shady as hell, man. <laughs> well, I, I it, it does seem kind of centralized, right? Like uh, they're they're gonna get to hard fork twice in the next uh, in the next two in next next twelve months or so. Um, I, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm Believing that a lot of what people, if you can sort of hard fork a chain, that means it's not really decentralized, right? Like if, if you can force everyone to upgrade, then 
who who is that force? And like, does that? Uh, mean... I agree. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and who's gonna be checking the code? Like, none of these guys are gonna be checking each other. They're all you know in the same room drinking wine. We've seen those pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean I'm I'm curious to see. I, I I've seen their long term roadmap, and it has some like pretty ambitious things. Like, I think they put like Bitcoin NG on there. Um and. That's not an easy hard fork, man. Uh, so I, I, it's, I'm glad it's not in the next year because I, I, I doubt that sort of thing can be coded in a year and tested properly. But I, I guess we'll see. Uh, and and, and we'll, what, what's that? We'll they don't, they, they, they don't, they don't believe in that. Who? None of them. They don't believe in testing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm curious to see what what will happen. Anyway, uh, Tone, you want to get to price and all that? All right, stuff? Let's, let's look at price. Let me do my screen share. You gotta stop yours. Yeah, I'll I will stop mine right now. Um, and all yeah, right. there we are. Uh, let's do this. Uh, there's really not much. I'm gonna say that like uh, hasn't been said. I mean, I'm still, oh, Jesus, that candle just like jumped up because I haven't refreshed this page since yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it, it, it looks, the, the, the current weekly candle reminds me a lot of this weekly candle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're a new all-time high. The candle is not a reversal candle. So let's see what happens. We still have, you know, today's Wednesday. I mean, the week is, all, is not even half over because the weekend's on Sunday in Bitcoin. So let's see how the rest of the week plays out. Mm. I mean, look, the higher we get this week, mm. I mean, the correction's coming. There's always a correction, <laughs> right? There's always a correction. People still make fun of me for the 7,500 one, but it was a 30% correction. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a 30% correction. So if, you, if we make it to 1,200, a 30% correction takes us down back below 10,000. Mm. So let's see how high we can get. But right now, the weekly chart is toppy. Uh, but it could, I could still say that in two days when we're at 14,000, so, <laughs> um, you got to go to lower level time frames, And according to the Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I haven't opened these charts up since yesterday morning. Um, and, uh, according to the daily one, uh, we're on a five. So I'm looking for maybe four more days of upside, but these are, these are the five candles that I hate. Like, these are the five candles that I like. You see how it pulled down uh-huh. a little bit? So it was very easy for, for you to get a nine because in order to get a nine, you have to be above the close of the five candle. Yeah. So if the five candle takes us to like 1150, uh-huh. now you're waiting four more days to close above 1150 and that becomes a little bit trickier. Yeah. Uh, and I not, think you mean eleven thousand five hundred. Sorry, you're, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. talking in thousand terms, man. Uh, we gotta gonna go be, up, we're gonna add have a digit. to, right? Well, we're gonna have to start talking in thousands <laughs> yeah. uh, at this point. But um, but yeah, so this is a bit of a tough five candle in order to time your trade off of like a nine day in a row upside. Mm. So let's see what happens. I'm still. I mean, the daily is still bullish. There's no signs of. Uh, slowing down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what happens. Here's the four hour. Let's see if there's anything short term. Well, there's sure. a nine. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, um, I mean, this nine didn't do anything really. Uh-huh. Um, and neither did this one. Yeah, I mean, it's day- three nines in a row. What the heck, man? <laughs> I've never seen that. Uh, no, it happens. And uh-huh. it's a little bit off. I mean, this is where my indica- my version of the indicator differs from the traditional one. Mm-hmm. Because the traditional one 
requires a color flip before mm-hmm. you can officially get a nine going. Mm-hmm. I thought that condition was unnecessary, uh-huh. which is why Wall Street wouldn't see any of these nines actually, uh-huh. because there was never a, something called a price flip. Bitcoin is just weird. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, so if you held through this, uh-huh. uh, here's that break above ten thousand. I mean, it was just like uh, what a day yesterday, huh? Yeah, so so here's that ten thousand number, and it never looked back. But look, it had already pulled back to it, mm-hmm. right? We'll look at the hourly chart in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, because the daily is only on a five without any signs of slowing down, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too worried about this nine. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of profit and then getting back in, right? Like here, if you took profit on this prior nine, you get back into the bullish trade right here on this little green line. So even if you took profit somewhere in this area, you can always get back in if it goes if it goes back up and makes a new high. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just standard trading. Mm. Um, here's the hourly chart. Um, I think this one needs to update. Uh, come on. Because that one is still... Or is this correct? I think that's correct. You, we yeah, we had correct. a nine. Yeah, it looks correct. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here's that like pullback back to 10. I didn't even know that. It must have happened when I was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, when was this? Oh, at midnight. It was right after I went to bed. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, we broke out. Of, see, this is good. This is exactly what you want to see, right? Mm-hmm. This was actually perfect. This is what's going to set us up mm-hmm. for 12 to 13K mm-hmm. because when we busted out, mm-hmm. um, we went up fairly quickly all the way to 10 7. Uh-huh. And then we fell quickly and look where we bounced. We 10,000, yeah. Right. We reversed off of the prior of, of the breakout level. Mm-hmm. Now, because this was on such a small hourly scale, it's it, it's perfect to take us into 13 to 14,000 range, even that. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens when we come all the way down? Would I consider 10,000? Uh, if we go to 14, let's say we go to 15,000, right? Mm-hmm. And then we start to fall. Would I consider 10,000 a double bottom? And the answer is no, because this happened on such a micro level. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So yeah, so the hourly is bullish. Like if the hourly was also on a nine along with the four hour, mm-hmm. I would be a little more bearish right now, but it's only one time frame that's out of line. It's like the hourly says higher, the four hour says might take a break, the daily says higher, and the weekly says might take a break. And so, the monthly also says it might take a break. The monthly says might take a break, which is like, oh, well, the monthly said, let's take, yeah, it's in the month is ending tomorrow. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so, so there's definitely signs. And th- you want this to go as high as possible right now. Mm. So that on the way down, you have 10,000 as the, as the low. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I was going to mention. Oh, shoot. Um, Okay, I have to talk about this. I, I I tried to watch the Senate hearings yesterday. I don't know how many people knew there were Senate hearings. You probably nope. didn't, Jimmy. Nope. Right. So there was Senate hearings on modernizing the AML laws. Oh. And it's really bad. Like, really bad. Like, the 10 minutes of this... Uh, I, I really hope the whole video is there. Uh, I don't know what happens if I play. This might be the... Yeah, it's a two-and-a-half-hour video. I... I I don't want to recommend people watch it because it's very frustrating. Uh, like the, during the 10 minutes of this two and a half hours that I watched, one of the senators actually says to the panel of experts on what to do about money laundering, he says to them, 
why do we still have $100 bills and 500 euro bills? Who would ever use this, these bills for anything other than uh, illegal transactions? What? Yes. Wow. That's, uh, that's exactly the stance that India took. Yeah. So, so this is what we're dealing with right now. You have these senators. They look like they were 80 years old. Mm -hmm. and, and the irony is they're probably the ones that are getting paid these $100 bills or addition amount the most, <laughs> right? Uh, so maybe because they only use $100 bills for illegal transactions, mm -hmm. they assume everybody else does as well. Uh, so, so this is really bad. And I think that there, there, there was a big discussion there about like cryptocurrencies and stuff. Mm. Um, so if you have, I, I haven't watched it. I, I mean, I, I was going to try and like watch it and tweet it out, but I may never get to it. And I want people to know this is happening. Nobody, I don't see anybody here from like the Bitcoin community. No Andreas Antonopoulos, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he's probably the only one I would really like on there. Yeah. Um, now, Catherine Hahn was involved in the, either uh, in the Silk Road cases. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, IBM, I don't think understands what a blockchain is. Uh, I, I haven't heard a single <laughs> IBM person properly explain what a blockchain is. Uh -huh. um, I, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of these other people, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's bad. Like, it, 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 let's just say that, uh, it, I, I, th I think it's going to end in a very confrontational way between uh, Bitcoin, even Bitcoin holders and users and the U.S. government mm. as far as money laundering laws go. Yeah, I, the nice thing about laws is they take a long time. And uh, hopefully, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm kind of curious All right, about. I'm, I, I stopped my screen share. Uh, okay. I'm good. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm stopping this part too. But anyway, um, Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep trying to do these shows in the morning. But uh, Tone's obviously taking off to, where is it? Columbia tomorrow? I'm going to Columbia, yeah, yeah, this evening. But I got a million things to do this afternoon. I probably won't be able to stream. I got, I got to try to somehow listen to this Judiciary Committee. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to hate these things back in the day, but now it's important. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't watch the news, so I don't. I don't listen to that stuff. It's, it, it, it's also important because like one Bitcoin is now like, you know, way more money than it was back then. Uh -huh. Like back then you're like, yeah, I got like two Bitcoins. Each one is worth like, you know, a hundred bucks. Uh, they're like, I don't care what's going on. Anything can happen. It's a little different now. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, I don't know how many people are viewing this live, but I want to thank them. And, uh, and this song is done. <laughs>